Picture this. You've just completed a grueling slog of postgraduate malaise and earned your coveted PhD. The past three years were rife with sleepless nights, self-doubt, and agony over seemingly inconsequential minutiae. Oh God, oh God. On countless evenings, you poured your second, third, fourth cups of coffee before finally reaching for a fifth of vodka. But today's the day you just found out you not only passed, but you passed with distinction. And you can't wait to text your best friend the good news. I'm so excited! Euphoric from the feelings of relief and personal accomplishment, you send a wordy, detailed message that runs the gamut of emotions you experience on your doctoral journey, culminating with the immense pride you feel right now, only to receive a one-word response? Nice. Nice. What? That's all I get after pouring my heart out about my accomplishments? Why, why, why? These are the questions you ask yourself in disbelief after silently expecting Rachel to send an equally wordy and passionate message of congratulations. But nice is a good sentiment, right? For sure. You should still be happy about this, you tell yourself. But you can't believe it. Uh, you can't escape the sense of disappointment and the feeling that such a paltry response to such a bold achievement is slightly insulting. Well, as it turns out... Your feeling of being insulted is commensurate with some of the earlier meanings and usages of the word nice. Ooh, I'm, I'm calm now. Hello and welcome to Before Words, where we explore the origins and meanings of the words we use each and every day. I'm your host and just a little teapot, short, don't call me stout, Adam Couchy. While you may have been disappointed by your friends, shall we say, minimalistic response to your achievement, you might be able to take some consolation in the fact that the word nice has had numerous and varied connotations over the years. And many of them are not so nice, after all. Let's start by taking a trip to 14th century England for a moment, shall we? In the early 1300s, the word nice entered into the English language by way of the Old French nice, spelled N-I-S-C-E. The Old French definition would translate to a number of pejorative descriptors, including clumsy, oops, careless, who cares, needy, gimme, weak, this is so heavy, silly, <laughs> and foolish. <laughs> it was that last one that prompted the English to add it to their lexicon. Middle English definitions were later expanded to include frivolous, ignorant, and senseless. Now, wait a damn minute here, you might be telling me. That's a lot of connotations. And none of them resemble today's common meanings of delightful, pleasant, or agreeable. So what's going on here? And how did we get to the point where Rachel would think this word is an appropriate congratulatory response to you earning your PhD? Beats me, is what I would say, but let me keep reading. Let's go back a bit further to start. In Latin, nice derives from necius, which means ignorant unaware, or unintentional. So these harsher definitions of nice from Old French and Middle English are quite true to the origin. But as time went on, the word nice took sort of a one-size-fits-all role in the English language, and its connotations were sometimes at odds with each other at different points in its history. For example, a few hundred years ago, nice was synonymous with lewd or wanton. By the early 20th century, it bore more resemblance to prude or chaste, Running contrary to the original Latin definition of ignorant in the 15th century, nice meant fastidious, fussy, or meticulous. That's a lot of different words for me to say. So in all seriousness, nice has enjoyed something of a catch-all status, depending on the needs of the time. 
Perhaps this is why English teachers deride the overuse of this word in their students' writing. Adam, you gotta stop it. Nice is not a descriptor for everything, but it is pretty nice, I would say. And that's when I got slapped. It's basically been a cliche with a gazillion meanings over the course of its history, and often deemed a sign of lazy or unrefined writing. Okay, that's just harsh. Jane Austen even had one of her characters mock the overuse of the word in her posthumously published book, Northanger Abbey. In the novel, the erudite and sarcastic clergyman, Henry Tinley, pokes fun at the young protagonist, Catherine Moreland, for using the word nice too much. He says, And this is a very nice day, and we are taking a very nice walk, and you two are very nice young ladies. Oh, it is a very nice word indeed. It does for everything. Take out this fake mustache real quick. Okay. So we now know the word has an extensive and varied history. And we also know that it's regarded as a bit trite. But how did it get to its current meaning of pleasant? Well, as I mentioned prior, the word entered the English language in the early 1300s as a synonym for foolish. But I only gave you part of the story. Gotta keep you around to the end. You see, the English were looking for a word with such a meaning, but they wanted one that they could use specifically as a way of describing people who would show up ridiculously overdressed for a given situation. Like nobody I know, everyone shows up to my house in pajama pants and slippers. Come on, <laughs> just because we sit on the floor. Historians and language scholars believe that it was this usage, and by extension, someone being nicely dressed, that the word evolved to mean pleasant or agreeable. So, if someone implies that you should dress nicely for a night of bowling or darts, first ask them why. Everyone knows those are casual activities. Then, regardless of their response, be true to the Middle English use of the word and show up in a tuxedo. I'm crossing my fingers right now. I would love it if my cocktail parties consisted of more people than just me wearing a full-on striped suit. But maybe I'm asking too much. This has been Before Words. I'm Adam Couchy, saluting with my eyebrows, and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.